Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hey guys, this is Liz Candace. This is Nikki Collins. What up, guys? This is Esther Clark. Hey, this is Imani Lee Stafford. Hey, this is Jordan Canada. This is Asia Wilson. Welcome to the WNBA Nation. WNBA Nation. This is Jason Snow, co-host and editor here of the show, and I am helping present to you today our conference tournament picks for this year. Now. The more astute of you may realize that as this episode's coming out, conference tournament play has already begun for many conferences. And that's partially my fault, and I apologize. Uh, these clips were all recorded before conference tournament play began, uh, so they should not be colored by any uh, action that's already happened. In fact, there's a good likelihood that we have already been proven wrong in many circumstances. And that's okay with us. If you want to call us out for being wrong, you can find us on Twitter at WNBA Nation Pod. If you want to compliment us for being right, you can also find us at WNBA Nation Pod on Twitter and on Facebook at the same handle. We appreciate it when y'all reach out to us and interact with us there. Shoot us a DM, tag us in a message, uh, whatever works best for you. We appreciate the conversation. While I'm on the, the social media hype, let's just run through it. We have a YouTube channel that's youtube.com slash C slash WNBA Nation. Kind of hard to remember. You can just search WNBA Nation in the search bar and we should come up as the number one result. If you want to watch the show as it is recorded live, I will say with the exception of me currently, because my internet is so bad, I've not actually been able to stream on Twitch. But the other hosts, when they are uh, recording episodes, we do so live on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash WNBA Nation. You can find us there. Give us a follow and a subscribe. We always appreciate that if you have the resources to do so. It helps support the show uh, when you give us that subscription. Or if you have Amazon Prime, you can do so for free. Um, actually, well, part of your Amazon Prime thing is that you get to support a creator. And we appreciate it if you are willing to use that on us. Continuing on with the pitches, if you want some merch, go to wnbanation.storeenvy.com. Uh, and if you're listening to this podcast, as always, we recommend you subscribe. And also, if you're on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give us a rating and a review. The correct answer to how many stars would you rate the show is five. We believe that strongly, and we encourage you to do so. And if you give us a five-star review and actually write out a written review, we will read it aloud on the show. I, I think there's one of those that will be coming later in this episode. So uh, you can look forward to that. Uh, and, and we enjoy giving you guys that shout out when you give us some love through the rating system that, that helps us out. And, uh, and we hope you enjoy it as well. So for this episode, what we did is we took all of the conferences that feed into the NCAA tournament. 
We split them into four, assigned one-fourth of them to each host. And that host recorded predictions. We recorded these separately, so we, we don't react to each other's takes. Uh, we just throw our takes out there for all of you to hear and hold us accountable to. Uh, this is going to be in quasi-alphabetical order. And what I mean is I'm going through the conferences as they're listed on ESPN's website, because that's currently what I have pulled up. So we'll be going in the order that ESPN lists them in the drop-down menu. So that's kind of like a mix of acronyms and nicknames for conferences and how they are organized. But that's the order that we'll be going on. So if it feels a little bit out of order, it's because ESPN is wonky and weird. Uh, but we have been saying that the entire five or six years that we've been doing the show now. ESPN is a bit wonky and weird. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. So let's get into the episode. First up, we are going to the Atlantic 10 Conference. Steve's got our prediction. Steve, take it away. Let's talk about the Atlantic 10. Let's head out to the bustling metropolis of Wilmington, Delaware. Hi, I'm in Delaware. Uh, now, Rhode Island does look pretty darn good. Uh, that said, I think this is Dayton's tournament to lose. They've looked pretty solid and in control throughout the A-10 for, for most of the season. Um, and especially it's Rhode Island, who's probably the second best team of the conference. They have two pretty comfortable victories over Rhode Island, and that's considering the RA shot pretty darn well in some of those games, at least from deep. They they actually had better percentages from three. Uh, at least one of those matches, they only ended up shooting like 30% from the field overall. But overall, they did pretty well offensively, and Dayton still won those games comfortably, I think, being uh, over outsized and, and well-coached really helps their case there. So we're going to take the Dayton Flyers to win the A-10. All right, and up next, we're going back to Steve for a prediction for the ACC. The ACC, uh, this was actually fairly close, as always. Very talented, very competitive up in the ACC. Uh, NC State having a huge year, making a lot of waves. That said, I'm taking Louisville for this one. Um, they ended the regular season on a fairly strong uh, note, taking out Notre Dame in big fashion. Uh, NC State's probably their biggest challenge. Uh, they did blow a 16-point second-half lead against the Wolfpack back in January, uh, but I don't see them shooting as poorly as they did in that game, especially when they only went 2 to, uh, for 12 from 3. Uh, I expect them to do a lot better, especially Haley Van Lith, who seems to be getting her shot back big time, especially from deep. So I see Louisville uh, utilizing that high-octane offense to take the ACC crown. All right. We are going to jump over to Kyle now, who has a prediction for the ASUN conference. All right, everybody. It's time for the Atlantic Sun Conference. All right. Um, really excited about this uh, bracket here. We've got, uh, obviously, a lot of people have been paying attention to Florida Gulf Coast um, with Kirsten Bell and all that she's doing declaring early for the draft. Um, this is definitely one that you should watch. There's three teams that you need to keep your eye on. Florida Gulf Coast, Jacksonville State, and Liberty. All right, those three are, are kind of your top dogs here. They've played really good ball. Um, I personally think I'm going to take Jacksonville State over Liberty to advance to the championship against FGCU with FGCU taking the uh, the title there over um, Jacksonville State. So that's how I see this tournament playing out. I think Kirsten Bell has an opportunity here to really put her name on um, and uh, to continue to advance her draft stock, I guess you could say, here in the conference championship. 
All right, I am up next with the America East Conference. In the American East Conference, your champions are going to be the Great Danes of Albany. Great Danes of Albany having a good season. They're 21 and 9 overall, and I think they're going to continue that good season through the tournament. They finished pretty well uh, towards the end of the season. I think they're going in a good direction. Uh, they've got some height on defense. Lucia de Cortez at 6'3, uh, putting up five rebounds, 1.6 blocks per game. Uh, offense is led in scoring by Helene Hagerstrand. Uh, with 12 points per game, but they spread out the sp- scoring pretty well. I think it's a good, well-functioning team. And for that reason, I am choosing the Great Danes of Albany. Now, you may say it's because I love a good dog, and I do love a good dog. And the world may never know whether that was an influence in my decision at all. But up next, I'm jumping over to the American Athletic Conference. The American Athletic Conference has a couple of really good teams, namely uh, UCF, South Florida, uh, Tulane, uh, but there is one thing that you should know, which is that when UCF matched up with South Florida, they won both games. When they matched up with Tulane, they won both games because UCF has this conference figured out. They are 22 and three on the season. They win a lot and they do not lose often. And I think that's going to continue on. I'm picking UCF to win the American Athletic Conference. And with that, I am now going to turn it over to Kyle, who is going to give us his pick for the winner of the big 12 conference next up the big 12 conference now this conference is stacked everybody in this conference can do some damage with maybe the rare exception of like tcu and oklahoma state they're they're just not that good uh this conference tips off uh march 10th through the 13th so make sure you're watching for that um there's a lot to be said here. For me personally, I think this boils down to um, I think that um, obviously some big names are going to be playing in this. Some first round draft picks in the WNBA. We're going to have Nalissa Smith, uh, Ashley Jones. Um, you know, there's there's several players here that that could make a stance. Um, I personally really really like. Um, Texas, actually. Nobody's been giving Texas the love that they deserve. They're currently on a seven-game win streak, and I think that Texas could do uh, some serious damage here in the Big 12 Conference. And I'm actually going to go ahead and pick them over the other major teams here. Um, Texas has been on a tear lately, and they deserve your respect. So quit sleeping on the Longhorns. Um, I do think that it would it's definitely considered an upset. I think that Baylor or Iowa State are probably the favorites, but I'm going to go with Texas making a run in the tournament for your Big 12 Conference champions. All right, well, that puts me up next, giving you my prediction for the Big East Conference. I love chaos. Y'all know that. I wish I could figure out a reason to pick anybody besides the UConn Huskies. Not because I hate the Huskies, just because I love chaos. But that said, Paige is back. Paige is playing well. I think that UConn is primed to have a good run into the conference tournament and into the NCAA conference. I believe that they will be a strong contender for the number one spot. Maybe not my top pick, uh, but definitely in the mixer. So that being said, I have to go with the UConn Huskies as winners of the Big East now I'm going to throw it over to Kyle, who has a prediction for the Big Sky Conference. It's Big Sky basketball time. All right. As painful as a season as this has been for you know, a few of these Big Sky teams like Portland State, which literally went 0-20 in their conference slate, um, there's been a, a couple solid teams here. You've got Idaho State, Southern Utah, Montana State in particular. Those three teams are looking really strong. Um, I actually like what I'm seeing 
uh, out of Southern Utah lately. The Thunderbirds are coming into this tournament looking pretty strong. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that this is going to be an Idaho State-Southern Utah matchup. Um, I think this one's going to be a close game and potentially if those two teams uh, especially match up against each other, um, I think this could be uh, a really, really interesting, uh, really interesting, uh, game. However, the last time these two teams met Southern Utah did, did get the W and, uh, they, they won by, by six points. Um, I think that that's probably going to, uh, continue to be the case. I think Southern Utah's coming on strong, so I'm going to take the Thunderbirds as your Big Sky Conference champions. Now that moves us on to Logan. Logan is going to be picking the Big South. I promise we did not intentionally push Logan back so far into the episode. I know many of you Logan Jones fans out there were starting to get irritated with us. It's just the luck of the draw. His first conference alphabetically was the Big South. But for that, let's go to Logan Jones with his prediction for the Big South Conference. If you don't think I'm going to pick the Campbell Fighting Camels... Uh, you don't know a thing about me. Of course, I'm going to take the Fighting Camels. They're already in the semis in the Big South. Uh, by the time you hear this episode, maybe the title game will be going on. The Camels are 22 and six overall this season. They're 15 and three in conference. They're the number one seed there. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and grab them. All right, and because we kicked him so late into the episode, we're going to jump right back into Logan with his prediction for the Big Ten. My favorite conference this year to pay attention to the Big Ten. Man, the Big Twelve, the Big Ten is fun. They the top five teams in the Big Ten were ranked like 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, but not in that order. Uh, obviously, number 10, Michigan, already knocked out at this point. Uh, that wouldn't have affected my pick anyway because I have never trusted Michigan. I don't think they're as good as everyone says. I will take Caitlin Clark and number 12, Iowa. They are in the semis right now. Uh, by the time you listen to this, this might have already been decided, but um, the semifinal matchups are set for today and tomorrow. Uh, Iowa's 21 and 7 overall, but all of those losses are kind of highly publicized because we expect this to be a good team come March Madness. Uh, Caitlin Clark at any given time can be the best player on the floor. And there's just not one great team in the Big Ten. Um, 14 and 4 is Iowa's conference record. There's, there's other 14 and 4 teams. I think there's like 13 and 5 teams. Big Ten is super fun. Uh, come, I mean, Ohio State is still in the mix, and I think people aren't probably talking about that enough, them enough. But come bracket uh, season, when you're filling out your bracket, you're going to want to pay attention to how far you're taking Big Ten teams. I don't know if I trust them against top teams in other conferences, but it certainly feels like one of these teams is going to make like an Elite Eight run. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Hawkeyes. Don't let me down. Um, I feel like every time I trust them to win a big game, they come up a little short, but I still keep wanting them to win. Uh, if they can just play a little defense, they're going to come out with the Big Ten title. That puts me next, as I will be picking the Big West Conference. I feel like the Big West Conference could really just be the UC Conference, because it feels like most of the members are just UC something, the University of California system. Schools, that said, I believe the three most competitive teams going into this conference are going to be the UC Irvine Anteaters, the Long Beach State Beach, which really, like... Like, that's the best you could come up with. Long Beach. The beach. Anyways, the beach. Uh, and the Hawaii Rainbow. Uh, I believe Irvine Anteaters are, are statistically the, the best team coming into this. But the last time they met with the Rainbow of Hawaii, they went down by 10 points. And I think that is what's going to happen. I am giving the Big West Conference to the Rainbow. And up next, we go right back to Logan. 
for his prediction of Conference USA. Conference USA, where I am going to take the top-seeded Charlotte 49ers. Uh, I don't know much about this conference. I looked over the records. I looked over whether they'd played anybody big. Um, but it looks like the 49ers have the best road to a title, uh, and a, and a berth in the NCAA tournament this year. They're 18 and nine overall. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and trust them. And with that, let's jump over to Steve, who's going to be giving us his pick for the Colonial Conference. Let's go to the Colonial Conference. Let's talk about them dragons. Drexel. Uh, Drexel have looked extremely strong. They've been the force in Colonial right now. Uh, they did struggle early in the first round matchup with James Madison, but they were able to get into control, cruise to a comfortable 20 point victory. Uh, I've got the Dragons taking this. They have been the tale of two seniors, two senior leaders who have been the driving force for this roster. You've got Kishana Washington. Came into the tournament with three straight 20-point games. She's nearing, in the last several games, right around 50% from deep. Uh, she is kind of, in my opinion, your NCAA tournament darling alert. She's a name that may start popping up a lot. If she gets hot during the conference, she'll be one a lot of people are excited to talk about. Also, senior Tessa Brugler, who right now is nearly averaging a double-double for the squad and has been a huge presence down low for Drexel. So watch, look out for the Drexel Dragons. I think they'll take the conference and might end up being a real dark horse pick to, to pull together a handful of upsets. This is possibly a sweet 16 squad here over in Drexel. So that's the colonial. All right, let's go over to Kyle. Now who's going to tell us what he sees over the horizon as the future for the horizon league. All right, everybody let's go to the horizon league. The Horizon League, in my opinion, is a two-horse race between the IUPUI Jaguars and the Youngstown, Youngstown State Penguins. Um, I love the Horizon League. Some of my all-time favorite, um, some of my all-time favorite uh, teams, uh, or I, I should say, mascots come out of this. We've got the Titans, the Raiders, the Mastodons, the Norse. The Penguins and the Jaguars, I think there's some great ones here. Green Bay Phoenix also. So uh, some great team names in the Horizon League, but really it's coming down to IUPUI and Youngstown State. Um, basically, if you take a look at this conference, IUPUI took care of business against Youngstown State very handily the last two times that they've played. And so um, I I know that the the classic trope is that it's hard to beat a team three times in a season. And while that's true, Youngstown state has done it very convincingly, even by 23 points, not too long ago, just a a few weeks ago. So uh, I really think that if it does boil down to Youngstown state and IUPUI, I got to take the Jaguars in this one. So IUPUI are, you're going to, are going to be your horizon league champions. All right. And we are now back to me for perhaps the smartest league in all of sports. That is the Ivy League Conference. Right now, your Princeton Tigers are 13-0 in conference play. I don't know how you pick against that when you're able to to avoid taking an L from anybody in the conference. Nobody has figured you out yet, and as such, I don't think that they will. So my pick for the Ivy League is Princeton. The Princeton Tigers is going to take the championship there. Let's keep the ball rolling with Kyle giving us his prediction for the Mac. Not the Mac. This is the AAC. Kyle, who you got? 
I am so pumped to be talking about the MAC conference, the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference. Um, there's a lot of fun teams in this. Uh, we've seen Quinnipiac be actually really strong in, te- in years past. Um, lately, not looking so great this season. This really boils down to just one team, and that's the Fairfield Stags. Fairfield is 18-1 in conference. They are currently riding an 11-game win streak, including 11-1 at home overall. They are extremely strong and, and looking like just basically untouchable. So unless the Jaspers or the Bobcats can make a real strong run at this, which at this point I don't see either of those two teams uh, really really matching up well, I got to take Fairfield, so I think the Stags are going to be your uh, your MAC conference champions. Now we're going to turn it over to Steve, who's got his prediction for the short MAC, the MAC. Steve, what you got? Hi, right, everyone. It's the return of the MAC. Let's talk about let's talk about the MAC. This one pretty simple. Toledo's really run the table. They're coming into the tournament with a ten game win streak. Closing out the regular season, I expect them to take this one pretty comfortably, and that's really the end of things. It just feels like it's their conference to lose, so I'm not going to make too many waves there. Take take it over to the Rockets. Toledo takes the Mac. We're going to stay with Steve as he continues the trend of very similar acronyms. Let's jump over to the MIAC. And it's MIAC time. If you know anything about Steve, you know that I've got these two words for you. Lady Bison. Let's talk about Howard. Let's talk about the other H's. Howland Hutton, a fun offensive combo. Uh, they've got a really good one-two punch there. This team is always on brand as a very fun offensive squad and have really shown their might in the MIAC. So I'm giving this one to Howard Lady Bison to, uh, to take the MIAC conference. And now let's send it over to Kyle, who's going to give us his prediction for the Missouri Valley Conference. It's time for the Missouri Valley Conference. This conference is one of my all-time favorite conferences. Um, I love teams like uh, Illinois State, Northern Iowa, um, Loyola Chicago is a lot of fun, and uh, Drake is also a, a ton of fun as well. I've been on the campus at Indiana State, um, and uh, Evansville always has a nice, uh, uh, you know, a, a nice. Um, facility down there. So, but, um, here's the deal with this conference. Southern Illinois Salukis have been looking, uh, pretty strong. They're on an eight game win string, but they are not the only ones. In fact, my favorite for this conference tournament is going to actually be the Missouri State Lady Bears. So, uh, shouts to Missouri State. I think that they're going to come, uh, they're going to come through and, and snag the W in the Missouri Valley Conference. But this conference is deeper than, uh, then it may seem at first glance it would not surprise me to see Illinois State or a Northern Iowa sneak into that championship game and, and love to play spoiler. But if I got to pick a team, which I do, unfortunately, I'm going with Missouri State Lady Bears. All right, Kyle, we're going to keep it with you. As we talk about a conference that's near and dear to the hearts of these hosts, as we all attended and met each other, really, going to Utah State University in the Mountain West. So, Kyle, who do you have for the Mountain West? All right, Mountain West Conference. This is a home conference for me. I've seen a lot of these teams play in person. Uh, I'm actually a season ticket holder for the Utah State Aggies women's basketball. So I've had a chance to go in and see several of these teams play in person. Um, and, uh, 
here's the thing. This, this conference is actually really, really, there's a lot of parody, I guess I could say. Right now, UNLV is the conference champions, but not by a lot. Uh, UNLV has actually, you know, uh, looked very, very, um, mortal. Uh, I guess you could say, uh, especially over just the last couple of weeks with losses at Wyoming and against rival Nevada. So with that being said, right now, in my opinion, I think the Wyoming Cowgirls are looking so strong. Um, and although they're only 11 and 6 in conference, I actually have Wyoming pulling the upset and making a run at uh, as the three seed into the championship game. I think they're going to play spoiler um, and uh, I, th- I think right now they're matched up against the New Mexico Lobos in the semis. If if all things play out correctly, um, which who knows? It's always it's March, but I I like Wyoming and what they what they can do, and uh, they seem to be playing some pretty good basketball as of late. So I got to take the Wyoming Cowgirls as my Mountain West Conference champions. All right, let's bring it over to Logan, who's going to give us his pick for the NEC. That's the Northeast Conference. Logan, who you got? In the Northeast Conference, St. Francis Terriers. They have won eight of their last ten. They are not the top seed in their conference. Uh, they are still 13-5 and five in conference play, though, so I'm going to go ahead and take the Terriers to win the Northeast, punch their ticket to the dance. Let's stay with Logan as he gives us his pick for who is going to win the tournament of the Ohio Valley Conference. Ohio Valley. I probably spent way more time on this than was necessary. Nobody knows anything about the Ohio Valley Conference, but it feels like Belmont is in the mix uh, when I fill out my bracket every year. I feel like Belmont Bruins are always there. They play Tennessee Tech in the title game today. The Bruins are 16-2, and 21-7 and seven overall. They're on an 11-game hot streak, not including tournament play. They haven't lost since January 27th. Belmont's a good team. They might actually be a team uh, you might want to pay attention to in terms of taking in your bracket on a nice little Sweet 16 run. Be on the lookout for them. All right, I've got Logan coming up for the third time in a row. Uh, He's going to be giving us his pick for the Pac-12. Logan, uh, I hope you know I have high expectations as a huge University of Utah fan. Uh, I'm counting on you, Logan. Who do you got for the Pac-12? We'll talk about the Pac-12 the title game is already set. It's going to happen tomorrow as of the time of this recording. A little bit of a surprise run by the Utah Utes and a pretty obvious run by Cameron Brink and Wilson and a million other players that you know from last year with uh, the number two overall, Stanford. Stanford's pretty much been embarrassing every team they've played in this conference tourney. Uh, they're 16-0. They're 27-3 and overall. Big favorite. Uh, maybe, well, not the favorite, but they are... Going to be a popular pick to win it all this year. Obviously, them and South Carolina have kind of separated themselves from the pack. So uh, they are going to be my pick for the Pac-12. If Utah upsets Stanford, we're going to have a discussion on our next full WNBA, uh, WNBA Nation episode when we're all together. Uh, because they have had a surprisingly good year. The Pac-12 is always... muddy when it comes to uh, these interconference matchups. So... I still trust Stanford to get the job done, but be on the lookout for Utah. I think they'll still obviously be in the, well, maybe not. I don't know. They came into the Pac-12 not highly ranked in that conference, but if they make the tournament field, they could make some noise. They've won some surprising matchups this year. All right, let's kick it over to Kyle, who's going to give us his pick from the Patriot League. Whoo, 
am I excited about the Patriot League? Patriot League is a ton of fun, um, and it has been a bloodbath of a basketball conference. Um, right now, your top two seeds are Holy Cross and American, um, but honestly... I could see any of the top six or seven seeds in this conference actually making a run for it. Um, and so as I, as I kind of look through these teams, I've looked through some of the results. Um, I actually really like American. I think American University Eagles um, look like they could really handle um, a lot of what's going down in this conference. Uh, they've taken... Uh, uh, you know, they, they played a, a good Holy Cross team. They split that series. The first game, um, that they played against Holy Cross, uh, they beat them 52 to 39. And the second game, they lost by 11, um, at Holy Cross. So this is a, they've got a one on one series. If I had to pick between, uh, all of the teams in this, in this conference, um, I do think it's going to be American, but honestly, uh, any of the top six teams, in this conference could, uh, could play spoiler and, and come out with that, uh, lock that, you know, to punch their ticket to the NCAA tournament. Um, so there you go. There you have it. The American university Eagles are my prediction for the Patriot league. And now let's turn it over to Steve. Steve's going to be giving us his pick from the Southeastern conference. SEC time. Should be a fun conversation, but you know what? Let's just go ahead and keep it short and sweet. South Carolina is going to win the conference. May very well win the national title. You know, they're pretty freaking good. I don't know if you guys are aware. They more than not have the national player of the year and have one of, I think, the biggest sleeper potential draft picks in uh, Destiny Anderson. And they're just really good. LSU could shock them. If you're going to talk about other teams that the SEC have that maybe it could make a shocker. I mean, LSU has the potential to shock their very talented squad. My old, my, uh, dark horse pick, not only for the conference, but another one that could shake some things up in the tournament's Ole Miss. We'll see what Ole Miss brings to the table, but the Gamecocks are bringing this one home. Just feels, feels pretty standard. And that's the SEC. All right. Let's bring things back to me in the swack. Uh, a lot of great teams, uh, some interesting matchups here, but I think in the end it is going to go to the favorites, the Jackson State University Lady Tigers. I see them taking this conference uh, and and having a lot of fun, and, and they're a pretty good team. I would keep an eye on them into the tournament as well. Uh, so that's my pick, the Lady Tigers for the SWAC. So we've now had the Southeastern Conference, the Southwestern Athletic Conference, and let's just have the Southern Conference. Steve, uh, you've got our pick for the Southern Conference. Let's head over to the Southern Conference. I already talked about Toledo and the Mac with a 10-game win streak. We've got another 10-game win streaker coming into the Southern Conference, and that's Mercer, and has been looked very much in control. I expect the same out of them. But keep a close eye on senior uh, Amariah Neil Tyser. She is coming into the tournament, ending the regular season, with two 30-point games in their last five matchups has looked very phenomenal, very high octane. This is another player that could really make a lot of waves. We have a lot of very talented seniors. The last couple of years, conversations been taken up by these frosh 
stars and darlings who have taken up a lot of headlines and we're making way for a lot of seniors who have been contributing big time for their teams. We talked about that with Drexel and over here with Neil Tyser over in Mercer. I think there's a lot of potential for her and offensively she's really shown her weight. So I expect Mercer to take this one in the Southern Conference. Now let's take it over to Logan who is going to give us his pick for the Southland. The Southland Conference, uh, Texas A&M, CC Islanders. They are not the favorite, but they are 10 and 3 in conference and 18 and 9 overall. I'm going to go ahead and take the Islanders. All right. Let's keep this train rolling. Let's go over to Steve, who is going to give us his pick for the winner of the summit. I'm going to finish things off in the summit. Time sucks on the league. Guys, this is possibly my favorite rivalry matchup. Uh, what is the highest potential matchup to finish off the conference tournament? I mean, anything could happen because conference tournaments are fun that way. There's high potential that we see this matchup, and I sure hope we do because I think it might be the conference tourney pick of, like, if you find a way to watch this, if it happens. But it's the battle for the Mount Rushmore State, South Dakota, South Dakota State, Coyotes, Jacks, who's taking it. Uh, you got the the Jacks are coming in, South Dakota State. You They've got a 13-game win streak. That includes a win over South Dakota. Uh, which is a pretty big deal. 13 game win streak. They've been red hot. They have, uh, really picked up a lot of confidence. And, and if you, you're picking the Jacks to take this, I get it because they also made a lot of waves in the tournament previously. They're a very fun squad. However, the Coyotes over in South Dakota walk into the tournament with five losses. Four of those losses this season came in the first four games of the year against Power 5 teams out of the SEC and the Big Ten, four of their five losses. Since going 2-4 and four to start the year, they have ended the year 22-1, and one, their sole defeat coming against South Dakota State. Otherwise, they come in pretty comfortably, and that includes uh, a pretty hefty and comfortable victory over the Jacks as well. So they, they're even, as far as the season goes, 22-1, and one, and... They come in with an extremely impressive three-headed beast of, again, all seniors. I'm telling you, these conference tournaments are full of some amazing senior talent. So, you know, I understand there's a lot of excitement with your freshmen, your sophomores, a lot of young players are making big waves. Watch a lot of these senior leaders. They're doing some amazing stuff. But this three-headed beast with the South Dakota Coyotes, Chloe Lamb, Hannah Sirvin, and Liv Corn Gable have been an absolute if you've caught any of their games they're a lot of fun these are three players anyone could go off at any point they all have very impressive offensive performances they've all taken on the mantle to lead this team to victory they've been a lot of fun to watch again it's a, this is a squad packed with talented seniors who are wanting to come out of this with a conference tournament kind of take you know end things on a good note as far as their tenure as a coyote is made and I just see it happening. They, they look to have the mojo this time. I'm going to take the South Dakota, Wyoming, South Dakota, Wyoming. Oh man. That's so much wind and sagebrush. Sorry, but I'm going to take the South Dakota coyotes. I guess it sort of sounds like Wyoming. I have no idea, but I'm going to, I'm going to take the outs to win this one and take the summit league title. All right, we are coming up on the end, and as such, let's kick it over to Logan for his last prediction of the episode as he talks the Sun Belt. 
And then in the Sun Belt, I tried not to pick these guys because I think the Troy Trojans is the most redundant name in maybe all of sports. But they are 23 and 7 overall. They're already in the conference semifinal, and I'm going to go ahead and pick the Trojans there. Logan, I will see your redundant Troy Trojans and raise you a Long Beach beach. Uh, but redundant names aside, thank you for your picks. Uh, that concludes everybody else's picks. I still have two conferences left. That's just the way things ended up when we randomized it. Uh, I'm going to be closing it out. And first up, I am going to be talking about the Western Athletic Conference. Uh, there are some good schools in the Western Athletic Conference. Uh, at the top of the conference right now is Stephen F. Austin, the Lady Jacks, uh, coming into this as the number one ranked team coming out of conference play. That being said, I do have biases, and when I have them, I will let you know. My dad got his master's degree from Grand Canyon University, so I am going with the Antelopes for no other reason than that I have a fond feeling towards it. The Grand Canyon Antelopes, uh, I believe, are going to be the winners of the Western Athletic Conference Tournament. And now let's close it out with the final conference, the WCC now, coming into this conference, BYU seem to be pretty heavy favorites. Uh, they're nationally ranked. Uh, they're looking really good, uh, I do have to admit. That being said, uh, this conference tournament uh, bracket, perhaps more than any other bracket, even the old WNBA playoff bracket, favors the number one and the number two seed with just excessive buys. They get three buys all the way to the semifinal, while everybody else has single elimination games leading up to that in some form or another. Uh, so that being said, uh, I do not have to pick BYU because uh, they are the rivals of both of my two favorite schools. And that being said, uh, I am going to be cheering hard and picking Gonzaga for the upset. Uh, Gonzaga, the number two team, still a very good team, uh, but I believe they are going to pull off the upset against BYU. And uh, hopefully I am proven to be right and Gonzaga wins the WCC so that is going to do it for our conference predictions. That's 32 conferences that feed into the bracket. And of those 32 conferences, we got them off in just over 32 minutes. It's about a minute per conference. So we wanted to do this rapid fire, and I think we were successful. Thank you so very much for listening. Again, I know y'all are going to have some beef with our takes. Feel free to express said beef at us uh, at, or at WNBA Nation Pod on Twitter. That is where you can go to most directly communicate with us on the show. Uh, and we really appreciate y'all taking time to listen. Obviously, we're going to have a couple regular episodes here in the next week or so, uh, covering how those things fall out. We are planning on having a Twitch live watch party of the conference bracket reveal. Uh, so go ahead and follow us on Twitch to get the notification when that's going live. Uh, what you'll need to do is you'll need to watch it on ESPN. Uh, and then watch us on another screen. Uh, that way you can get our commentary. Because nothing against ESPN. Uh, we appreciate them for having it out there. But they are known for maybe doing a little bit of subpar commentary when it comes to that. So uh, if you want our reactions as we see the bracket reveal live, uh, that is something that you can get over on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash WNBA Nation. Real quick, I did want to make sure we had time for a five-star review. Five-star reviews. This five-star review comes from M.C. Patters. M.C. Patters uh, titled the review, Must Listen for WNBA Fans. If it was just the funky intro, 7654321, I'd love this pod. Please tell me how you came up with it. But the content is excellent. The interview with the financial guy was an eye-opener. 
My question, what can we do to get Jim Rome and the herd to stop ignoring the league? ESPN is pretty good about it, but we have to get more talking heads to pay attention. Keep up your great work. So there's lots to respond to in that review. MC Patters, we appreciate it so much. Uh, a couple of quick things as far as how we came up with the intro. That was actually just a result of me kind of collecting a handful of, of beats that I really liked from sort of uh, places where we could acquire the rights to use those as an intro. Obviously, we don't want to steal anybody's property. So um, I don't remember if it was Creative Commons or if I paid for that one. Uh, but I had collected a few beats that I really liked and thought would make good intros. Uh, and then also came across in a digital commons, uh, somebody doing a countdown, the 7654321, put the two together and it's been happy ever since. So I'm glad that you enjoy it. We, we really liked it once we got that final product put together. As far as getting talking heads to be more involved in the league, I think really the best thing we can do, there's two things is number one, get as many people watching the WNBA as possible. Uh, Big shows, shows on big networks like ESPN or uh, Fox Sports or those different ones, the talking heads that have those affiliations, they pay attention to the numbers. If something is becoming more and more popular, uh, their producers are going to put it into the show notes and it's going to get more time and coverage. So the more we watch a league the the more likely they are to talk about it. And the other thing is just to to get involved. Uh, the other thing that we know is a lot of those shows are very involved in the social media. And if they see the influx coming there where people in their comment sections are talking about it or people are tweeting at them, uh, I think you're more likely to get them to talk about it. Uh, those shows tend to follow trends and not set them. Uh, you know, one thing that I think you see in the world, especially now with the, the internet the way that it is, is tens, trends tend to come first and then the mainstream catches up with those. So, uh, it's not really mainstream media sources that break news anymore. Uh, usually they're just the ones playing catch up because things happen so quick and organically online, which hopefully we can be a part of the organic growth of the league. That's part of what we wanted to do with this podcast was to promote the league and push it. So, uh, I know that doesn't give you like hard concrete things to do in terms of uh, getting more people talking about the league, but I really think that's what it comes down to is uh, being involved on Twitter, tweeting at people, talking it up, watching the games, getting the ratings up. The more we do that, as the league grows, people will have to pay attention to it, and uh, and big mainstream voices, I think, are going to follow suit as they see that popularity rise, uh, which it has been rising so fast over the last several years, and uh, and we believe that's going to continue uh, to explode. So MC Patters, thanks for the five-star review. Again, if you want your review read loud on the program, uh, we do that uh, to try to uh, show you a little bit of appreciation for your review. So you head over to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, and we will be reading it live on one of our upcoming episodes. All of that said, uh, this whole postlude has been longer than half the episode itself, so I am going to cut myself off for WNBA Nation. I'm Jason Snow, and we got you next time.